This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <sighs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches Movie. This is episode number 213. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How goes it, Kevin? I'm here. You're here. We were not here this weekend for a show, for a regular show. Couldn't, That's couldn't, true. Couldn't put it together, so I apologize for well, those of you. Well, it's not like we weren't available. It was just like there, um, we, we couldn't uh, put a show together. We were, we were fucking ready to go, man. Yeah. We were itching to watch some films. I'm just messing with it. Fucking There's cinema just... had nothing to offer. I mean, it did, but not really for you. Like, I saw The Wailing this weekend and Popstar. Well, I, I would have saw Wailing, but... But it wasn't playing in your area. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, know. I can't transport you here. Why not? I wish 2016, I could. 2016, why are we not transporting people? It's a good question. It's an excellent question. Bullshit. Uh, he has facsimile technology he never took off. That was the best thing you've ever said, I think. Facsimile <laughs> <laughs> technology never took off. <laughs> the way in which he said it just sounded like he's been dying to let that out for years. Just waiting for the topic to come up. Oh my god. Genius. Yeah. He has he's ready to drop knowledge. Oh my god. Alright. Well, what movie do we have you watch this week? Gem and the Holograms. Oh yeah. Gem and the Holograms. This is from 2015. We picked this in honor of Now You See Me 2 coming out this week, both directed by John M. Chu. So, uh, this should be fun. I have a synopsis here. As a small-town girl catapults from underground video sensation to global superstar, she and her three sisters begin a journey of discovering that some talents are too special to keep hidden. Ugh. Alright. I'm not gonna bother with the cast list here, because, uh... I don't really know any of these people except Molly oh, Ringwald. Ringwald is what you know. Yeah, that's that's really the only person I'm familiar with. So Molly Ringwald's in there. She plays Aunt Bailey. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Jim and the Holograms. Well, first of all, I need to know when this movie came out. It was advertised little because I remember seeing it, and then it just dropped off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It's because the movie was fucking terrible, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't exist, mm-hmm. but is there any other reason? Well, this one, if I remember correctly, was infamously pulled from theaters after, what, one week? They, it got yanked. Oh, wow. Really? Do, do you remember when, we, we reported on that when it happened, like, it was, it opened up, and it was such an absolute awful like opening weekend that it just they pulled it from theaters and they're like all right well this isn't working second of all i need to say on on the scale of worst movies ever catwoman is probably the better the worst because it's a bigger failure in my eyes overall but this is probably the most ridiculous Movie that I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I could have directed this. 
and it would have been better. Wow. So the story starts off, and the whole thing is sort of like um, Easy A, where like she's on videotape confessing everything. Mm. The whole movie, and then like it starts out where she reflecting on her past, and when she was younger. Her dad died, and apparently her dad was, like, some sort of an inventor, and he loved her and her sisters a lot, apparently. And when he died, they went to live with their aunt, and she is that funny as was trouble, and she was about to lose the house, and this girl, records a song venting her anger, but her one sister steals it and uploads it to YouTube and gets all kinds of hits and an executive comes to their house and decides to promote them as rock stars only no one has seen them, so they're all kind of free to make up the whatever image they want to. So they all make up their images, and they all start performing uh, behind the scenes, and can they keep gaining popularity on the internet. And eventually... The record executive gives the gives them an advance for their house because it's going into foreclosure. And the stipulation is that when she gives her this advance, she has this Gemma girl, that's her real name Jerica. She has to go on and be in a solo career. And you kind of forget all brothers and sisters. They find out, of course, they're angry and they leave. And the whole time, this dragon girl has this little robot that her dad made that he never finished building. So she takes it everywhere just as, like, a keepsake. And all of a sudden... The robot becomes very important in teaching her and her sister's base life lesson. And the robot, like, all of a sudden the movie becomes about them being on a scavenger hunt and trying to find out what information this robot holds. And... They finally figured out at the end of the movie that it was earrings that <laughs> gave me. That apparently if they put them in this robot, it remembers what they are and, like, finishes the little, I guess, jigsaw puzzle of the future. And... So they do that, and meanwhile, they get this freaking executive fired, and 
she uh, later threw the credits of the movie, goes to another hideout, and finds four other girls who look similar to these four. Like, they are, I guess, like the uh, punk version. And the movie ends with this lady saying, like, you were my new four, we're gonna be them eventually, but why? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) If it sounds like it doesn't make sense, it literally does not. It sounds like jumps around quite a bit. I now I don't know much about Jim, the original TV show, right? The cartoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought it mostly had to do with like her and her band. It didn't really sound like you talked about well, a lot about a band I thought the same thing while I was watching it. And then like halfway through the movie. The the aspect of the focus totally goes from their band and them making it to this stupid fucking robot and this girl missing her dad, blah blah, blah and being outside of it on it just jumps around a lot. Probably like old. Yeah, like, judging from the trailers, I don't remember a lot about Jim and the Holograms. I was never a big fan of that show growing up, because it was a girl show. It was a girl show, and I wasn't into it. Yeah. But I, I know enough to know what the show is and what the premise is, and this movie seems like it doesn't follow that at all, really. I remember she had, I, I think the, the robot in this movie was actually like a computer program. She had like a giant computer in the show and it did something. Well, looking at like reading about the, the, the cartoon a little bit, it was, it was built by her father to be the ultimate audiovisual entertainment synthesizer. Okay. There it is. And Jen was actually, she was, she was a owner and manager of a, of a music company. But it was like sort of a thing where it was, um, she was like a regular, yeah, she was like she a regular was, girl, and then she like pressed something. Like she had a, there's like a button on her earrings or something, and when she yeah. pressed it, she turned into the rock star. Yeah, because the the synergy thingy. Synergy, that was the name of it. Yeah, popped like holograms on her and shit. Oh, it makes sense. Gem and the holograms popped holograms on her. <laughs> All sorts of holograms. No, it don't make sense. But that's the least this movie's worth. So the movie doesn't really follow that at all. I mean, why why couldn't it though? You know, I mean, it, it kind of like I don't know, how, I don't know how to explain. Like it jumps around a lot to different focuses. It's very confusing. Like the movie doesn't know where it wants to go. Like one moment it's about this man. And one moment it's about a love story. One moment it's about this evil, this evil leader, uh, rock music leader. It's one moment it's about this robot and their dad. <laughs> it's just it's all over the place. 
What I'm wondering is why they couldn't just make it, because this is clearly trying to harp on the popularity of nostalgia. We talk about this a good bit on the show. So why wouldn't they just make it in the 80s, first of all, have it set in the 80s, and then keep it as close to the show as possible, even though the show is ridiculous and doing that in live action would be utterly ridiculous that's not necessarily a bad thing it sounds like it would have been more effective than what they did here making a little robot you could make it like ridiculously yeah make it campy make it intentionally cheesy and campy but just this sounds like it's just a movie about the scavenger hunt with a robot but it it also kind of because i guess you know they find the earrings at the end or whatever which I, it just seems like they were really optimistic that they were like, we're going to just go and make a sequel. In. Yeah. This is, going this is all in with the origin story. Like we don't, I don't think anyone needs it. No one needed a gem in the holograms film to begin with. I don't think anyone needed an origin story film. Like just, just dive in with gem and the holograms. If you're going to do it, just get in there. Mm-hmm. What? Every time they, Sing at a concert or in their house with just those four or anywhere. It sounds like there is a land in a studio singing mm-hmm. and not like, like, uh, at one point they're under dock and the four of them breaking this song. There's a guy that. Comes in the song later, and all of them sound. They don't sound like they're just sitting around. They all sound like they're sitting in a studio. Well, yeah, it's probably because it was pre-recorded and dubbed. Um, now I'm looking at the synopsis here again. It says it catapults her from underground video sensation. Underground video sensation what's what's underground about it is it like it's amicted it's illegal shady she's yes. in the underground now yes, she's got a street team hawking tapes out on the corners she's this singing copyrighted girl, material is that what it is this girl wasn't popular and then she made this music only no one knew who she actually was she could be whoever she wanted. Mm, sounds so underground. Yeah. So underground. The rock is the rock is in this. Oh. Jimmy Kim was in this. Oh. <laughs> that one was an excited as <laughs> Was Jimmy Kimmel playing himself? Was it like a yeah, one of those not, Yeah, not Jimmy Kimmel, was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, was Fallon playing himself? Was it like on his show? Yeah, was he playing figured. himself, but not on the show? He was actually just helping them with their scavenger hunt? That'd be funny. That'd be better. Juliette Lewis is in this. Yes. She's the evil manager. Mm. It's all about money. I was hoping that she played herself also, and was it, there was a live performance from her band in this. No. no. Nope. All right, so what'd you think of this thing? I I told you this is one of the worst movies, the worst put together movies that I've ever seen. So that that was what really got you—the fact that it was just jumping around and yeah, 
kind of incoherent. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Five minutes, every five minutes of Vegas, totally shit. Hmm. So I didn't know where I was at. Sounds like this would have been better suited as like a CW show. Yeah, because you know, like with with a lot of TV shows, uh, especially ones that have like ensemble casts, they change perspective because there's lots of subplots and lots of different things happening at different plus times just, plus you just have more time to load everything up yeah build build up to that big concert or whatever it just sounds yeah. like this is more suited for a tv show than a movie not that it would be a good tv show it's more suited for the trash mm. take that that's that's a little rough well critics agree with you on that one, Ryan. This has a meta score of 42. The uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 19% on this one. Not, not great. I'll read the critics' consensus here on Rotten Tomatoes. Gem in the Holograms ignores its source material's goofy charm in favor of bland, by-the-numbers drama. Would you agree with that? Yes. Mm. Remember, remember last week when I said... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was awful. And yeah. One night, what were they three? Yes. This was I like right now. I can tell you, I would much rather watch that movie than watching this movie. Hmm. It was fucking awful. Wow. Okay. Let's talk about the director, John M. Chu. So he did, uh, let's see, he did the Step Up movies. He did um, Step Up 2, Step, which is called Step Up 2, The Streets. He did Step Up 3. He did, he did a movie called, and this is the one that really intrigues me out of his filmography, Secret of the Magic Gourd. Ooh. Secret of the Magic Gourd. I wonder what kind of gourd. Well. See, I'm, I'm already hooked. I'm already hooked. We know it's one. a magic one. I believe well, I would... that that was actually a Disney movie. Um, Where's this at? I can't find it. Secret of the Magic Gourd. Where is it? It's a Chinese film. But I think it was, it was uh, distributed by Disney. Came out in 2009. Secret of Magic Gourd. Uh, I, we need to watch this. <laughs> I should have given him this one, actually, in retrospect. Oh my god, it's animated. Yeah, it's animated. I'm watching a trailer. See you guys later. <laughs> he he did uh he directed two Justin Bieber documentaries. Justin Bieber Never Say Never and Justin Bieber's Believe. Believe okay. in what? Believe in Justin Bieber, uh, I guess. Yeah. In fact, Justin Bieber Never Say Never is his highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes with a sixty four percent. Every single wow. one of his other movies has received a rotten score. He directed G.I. Joe Retaliation. <coughs> that made Ryan choke on his own saliva. Uh, that was the sequel, I believe, G.I. Joe Retaliation. And I remember it being really bad. I saw that in the theater. It was terrible. And he directed, uh, let's see what else. Now You See Me 2. We'll talk about that in a second. That's pretty much it. I remember he had this, um, I think it was like on Hulu. It was like a web series called The LXD. The, the League of Extraordinary Dancers. And it was, it was like a dancing, street dancing web series. It was really bad. 
So, so, so what do you think about John M. Chu, Ryan? Have you have you seen any of these other movies that he's directed? No, but what I'm hearing, he'll try better jumping off a cliff. <laughs> God. I like how you just take everything to extremes. <laughs> just death. Death for everyone. Yeah. This guy took it to extremes when he made money off this piece of shit movie. Every other piece of shit movie that he's done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say that he should jump off a cliff, but... I would say he should stop making movies. He should stop making movies. I I will say that he should stop making movies. If he wants to continue making content, stick with web content. I think that that suits him. He can make web content, but these movies just aren't really working out for him. Uh, any thought, final thoughts on Jem uh, and the Holograms before you give your drum roll on this, Ryan? Nope. Alright, let's do it. Ryan, what do you give Jem and the Holograms? Half. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. We got a winner today, boys. Did it. We did it. Shut it down. Now, what do you think about Now You See Me 2? Have you seen Now You See Me 1? I have. What'd you think of it? Uh, it was alright. I mean, it wasn't the best thing ever, but it was okay. It entertained me. Oh, okay. Alright. Are, right. are you a big magic guy? Yeah. Like magic. No, no, well, I don't like, like, general polarity of magic. I like, uh... You're more of a mind freak? Yeah. More of a Chris Angel mind freak? Yeah. Like, yeah. You like getting your mind freaked? Long hair gets me. <laughs> you're you're more of the street magic type. You you're into the street magic. The uh, you, like, you like when they get when they when they levitate. Was it uh, David David Blaine? Is that that guy? Oh yeah. Do you remember those? Uh, I think they were funnier die videos. The guy that did the the David Blaine parody. I know videos. Those were so funny. I vaguely remember those. That was the dude from Mad TV. No, what? Mad TV? MTV. Oh, MTV. MTV. That stupid, uh. I'm. Nick Cannon show. Oh, what, I don't know. I, yeah. The Nick Cannon show? Yeah. Wild Out. Wild Out? Karen Kill? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah. I don't think so. And then it is? I don't think so. Taron Killam from SNL? Oh, okay, no. He was, he, Taron Killam was on that Nick Cannon show. Yeah, he was, but it, this was a different guy. Mm-hmm. No. He was, I definitely remember him on it. I believe you. I, I just, I don't remember that show really at all. We're going too far down the cannon, the cannon hole here. Let's just keep calm. We gotta figure it out. <laughs> Either way, those those David Blaine Street Magic parodies on Funny or Dire were very humorous. I liked those. Uh, I did. I think I yeah. I did write a review for this for the first one on the site. I gave it a four and a half out of ten. I did not like. Now you see me. I did not enjoy myself with that one. <laughs> the thing that I don't remember much about it, but I remember that the thing that bothered me was the the like the quote unquote magic tricks that they used in the movie were actual, it was like real magic. I mean, they're, when you see what they do, you're just like, come on. 
like you can't make it look at least somewhat believable like it could be a real magic trick you got to go so far into fantasy world where you're just like that's not real like clearly that's what really bothered me i was thinking because i went to go see it because i was like oh it's kind of a cool premise where it's like you know a group of i don't know what you would call them uh social activists or whatever that all use magic to like push some sort of agenda or whatever and i was like oh that's that's kind of a cool idea like they're they're carrying out heists and stuff using their magic skills but when you see it in practice what they do it's you're just like oh my god it's like it's all cg and they, they're, like, making stuff, like, fly away. And it's just like, all right, this is so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I like the fact they steal from the rich and give it to poor people. Yeah, um, but, like, that's not ever been done before. Yeah, I know. But, but they do it with magic. I like that. Yeah, they, do, they do it with magic. So that's, that's an interesting hook. I find it interesting that in the sequel, uh, Isla Fisher's character is just flat out being replaced. And they're not. Apparently, apparently she was still pregnant. Um. Okay. But, here's but that's thing. that's fine. If that is happening, then why not wait another year to make? Well, because there's schedules, and I mean, there's you know, it's. That'd be funny if they did. If they were trying, they're like, we can just wait, and she's like, no, 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 that's fine, because she just didn't want to be in. Yeah. She's like, oh, thank God I'm pregnant. What, what I don't understand is why they don't just replace her with a different character altogether. You know, like, why recast her? That's just... I mean, I don't know if that's going to cause confusion, but Lizzie Kaplan is playing the character. <laughs> For the people that are Wait, really entrenched into it. the world of Nancy. Yeah, the, the, the diehard Naisimi <laughs> folks. Hold up a second. What's going on I'm here? I'm so confused right now. It's the same character? Yeah, it's the same character. It's just they recast her. Wow. That's like that. It's also entirely possible that the script was done, and then they found out that she had to drop out because of the pregnancy. So they, it might have been like kind of a last minute thing, which is that's fine. I that's understandable. I still don't think the movie looks any good, and I have no desire to see it, and I probably won't see it. But what about you, Ryan? Are you gonna go check this one out? Now you see me too. Make him down, baby, maybe. Okay. But now that you're telling me her character is the executive person. That's the, he's like the person that. we were talking about. <laughs> we didn't think they existed. We were just joking, but Ryan is the person. Yep. He's the, he's the now you see me freak. All right. I do not like that at all. Do you I think like I, I, I feel like, Yeah. I feel like I don't have to ask you, Kevin, if you have any desire to see these movies. Uh, no thanks. Hmm. Nope. When the, when oh, the first... yeah. Kesha is in this movie. Okay, well then, I care about it even less now. Uh, that's what I said. Why would... And it looks like, from what I can see here, it looks like a third one has already been greenlit. So they're, they're, so, they're already working on a third one. The movie gets pulled from theaters. No, no, no. I'm talking about Now You See Me, not... not... So wait, is, is Kesha's and Gem in the holograms? Yeah. Or, okay, I thought we were still talking about Now You See Me too. I'm like, why would she be in that movie? That makes more sense with Gem in the holograms. Yeah. Oh, and Caduce. 
dealing with him. What? Conduce. From the 90s, he was an empty man. Conduce? Conduce? Yeah. Oh my god. I can't say his name, man. What did he do? I just remember the name. I don't I don't know who you're talking about. Oh man, Caduce. Nope. He's a VJ on that TV. But I can't remember exactly what show it is on. You gotta look up Caduce real quick. How do you spell Caduce. his name? Q U D D U S. Q U Caduce. And throw an MTV on the end. Oh, there he is, yeah. Caduce. Okay, I, I kind of remember that guy now. I don't think I was watching MTV when that guy was around. All I remember, I think I stopped watching in the Dan Cortez years. Oh. oh the, the Bill Dan. Bellamy Dan Cortez years. Hmm. All right. What we call the golden age. The, that was the golden age. <laughs> MTV 90s in the 90s. That was, I think except, everything. Except in the summertime when it was just nothing but fucking spring break. It was the worst. Oh, that was the worst. I, all I remember like, is wants to watch this. All I remember is it's like, oh, it's lunchtime. I'm just gonna sit down. I'm nice. I have a nice glass of cool iced tea here. Got myself a turkey sandwich. I'm gonna put on some some music videos. Just chill out, relax. And I turn it on, and it's like Kid Rock. It's was it Panama City Beach, 1999, spring break, MTV style. And it was like nothing but Kid Rock performances <laughs> forever. Oh, Kurt Loader. That man was like the... He's a film critic now. No, he's not. Really? Yeah, he is. Who's he write for? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. He should be writing for you. Get on that. Yeah, he, I read some of his stuff. It's good. He's, he's good. Um, oh, God, yeah. MTV. Those were the days. The best days. All right. Any final thoughts, Ryan, on Now You See Me 2 or Jim and the Holograms? I guess I'll just say don't waste your time. Seriously. Oh, he added it seriously to it. Nice. He's not joking. Mm. It's all sincerity. He's looking out for you guys. Yeah, I don't know if he really needs to in this situation. (laughs) This is like, like normally... I'd say if you if you go if you volunteer to go see that movie, it's on you. That's on you. Yeah. Normally I'm cool with shitty movies, but this one is just being all over the place. It is really fucked with my uh, ADD. Like it was just everywhere. It was everywhere and nowhere. No one one focus. All right, so for Gem 2, they need to regain their focus. They need to regroup, regain their focus. They need to just throw that shit away. <laughs> it's just a shame that we have Gem and the Holograms, but we don't have a new Masters of the Universe movie. I mean, there's so many beloved... That is, that is very true. There's so many beloved 80s properties that they could you know, turn into horrible movies. I just hope they don't. Stop. Oh, they will. They will, Stop Kevin. It. Stop. There's there's so many. They they could make so many. I just can't I can't wait for like a Street Sharks. A Street Sharks live action movie. That was nineties, but Alright. I think that that's gonna do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. 
And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Yeah.